Episode 35, Troy Cartwright. Here we go. He's got a brand new single, Impacting Country Radio, November 16th, Hung Up on You. Listen, you got to check this song out. This is like a summer song in the middle of November. I mean, this has got a little bit of tempo. I'm talking about a little bit of tempo here. And this is a, this is a fun track. You know, Cartwright, he's got a little bit of a Ryan Adams influence to him. He's got he's got a sound. This, this dude's got a sound. I'm not really hearing this sound too much in country music right now. I'm glad... Cartwright's bringing it to the table. Someone's really bringing this to the forefront, and I'm a fan. I'm a fan. What can I say? Troy Cartwright, look, I'm not going to give too much of this away. I just want to dive in. Episode 35, here we go. Let's dive in. Where are you, man? Is this this your house? This is my house. Yeah, I'm in Nashville right now in in my office, which I'm, like, so thankful that I have. Uh, Because, like, two years ago, we lived in a one-bedroom apartment. So, um, unfortunately, this is huge. I have a little more space now. You know, the song goes to radio. We get a we get an office. That's what That's I'm. Right. That and you you've done a very wise thing sitting in front of a bookshelf. That's well, always a I've, good move. I've also fulfilled my lifelong dream, which you cannot see. Of like, I just decided about two months into the pandemic when I realized like I'm never leaving my house that I'm going to put my desk in the middle of the room. So I feel like, like a real power player, you know, my, my, my desk faces, my desk faces out towards the door. Like, you know, like you see like a, in a movie, like they go into like the wall street bigwigs office and their desk is like in the middle of the room, you know, not, not crushed up against a wall. Like mine normally is. <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot of breathing room. There is, there is. Breathing and, uh, is spare. Yeah, so I just feel, you know, it makes me feel good about myself every time I sit down, which I, you know, I think that's important. You got to feel good about yourself. Man, whatever works for you, whatever gets your juices (laughs) flowing, I support it. Are you a big reader? Like, you've got a lot of books behind you. Do you you spend a lot of time reading? I spend, like, way too much time reading. I'm a total total book nerd. What do you like to read? uh, I mean, everything. I I read... um, to tell you the truth, I, I really love sci-fi, which is kind of kind of funny, I guess. But I I just think it's creative, and I love uh, I love history, you know, historical fiction. And then I also like I get a lot of song ideas from like reading fiction. So like, you're more of a fiction person versus not. Yeah, but like reading more you know, fiction, you can read like a like a Steinbeck novel and you'll come out of there with like 14 song ideas. So it's it's kind of like my little cheat code for, for mining ideas to write about. I love it, I love it. You learn more yeah. reading fiction than you do nonfiction. Yeah, no, that's definitely a quote from somewhere. Um, let me ask you something. This Cake yes. for Breakfast music video. Uh-huh. Is, the, is this the first food fight you've ever actually been in? Like a food fight is such a cliche. I've never been right. in a food fight. Have you ever been in a food fight before this? I've been like periphery, peripherally um, on a, in a food fight, like in high school. Um, really? But yeah, but nothing like this. You know what I mean? I mean, that was maybe four or five people just acting ridiculous in high school. This was like, you were going to take this cake and you were going to chunk it at this person, you know? And that was like, it was like, they mapped out the first thing you were going to do. And then after that, it was... Uh, you know, so they tell you, okay, because there's that shot where everyone grabs the cake. Exactly. So you, 
just for like blocking purposes, we kind of had to know what was happening. So they made sure the camera was facing the right way. But we actually shot that three or four different times. Uh, the food fight was shot. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot. There was a lot of cakes, um, which was kind of great. Well, I, I was going to say it looked like a lot more cake than just one cake. We're led yeah, to yeah, believe yeah. in the video that's just one cake. Was that a real? Was that a real restaurant, or was that like a? Set? Yes, that was actually at the uh, the Snow White Diner in uh, Lebanon, Tennessee, or is it Lebanon? And I think it's Lebanon. Do you do you have to convince them to have the food fight, or did they go? This is going to be amazing press for us. Do whatever you want. <laughs> uh, you know, I was not involved with those negotiations, but we we rented out the place for for a few days, or no, I'm sorry, for a few hours. So I'm sure that they swore up and down that whatever we did. Um, you know, we clean it up afterwards. So unbelievable! It was a yeah. fun video. It great yeah, it vibes. Was. Yeah, man, I, it was. That was such a fun day. I love it. I love it. So okay, so Berkeley College of Music, you studied music business, right? I did. Yes. Is there anything like? Do you look back on that? Is there anything you take away from that classroom that like you're signing your deal with Warner? And is there anything like Jeff Dornfeld said or George Howard said, and you look back and you go, ah. Oh, Glad I learned that from uh, from those guys. Well, I, you know, I, I like to joke that getting a degree in music business is like purchasing like a really expensive piece of toilet paper. But that's, you know, I think the main thing that I take away from it in all seriousness is you sort of just learn like what is uh, what is normal, right? So you have a baseline to go off of as far as like, Oh, uh, a manager, for instance, on your team should, they're asking for X percentage. And you know, because you know what the baseline is, like, oh, that's a good deal, or that's normal, or that's a terrible idea. I should run away from this. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I had uh, obviously did not look at that, that deal I was signing by myself. We have a, you know, you have a lawyer and stuff to make, to look at right, course and all that. But, um, it, but you have a sense. You have a sense of you what a, you have a general sense, and I think it just always, for me, I've always, um, th you know, it, it it makes you think long term. Like, hey, you know, you don't want to look back in ten years and and like have done this, and now, you know, they have all your money and you don't have it. You know, you gotta right. you gotta protect yourself. Do you think? Because I I went to Berkeley also, and I was a big country music fan. And I really like Berkeley, but I always felt like I wish they spent a little more time, like a little more time on country music. It feels like they cover everything and right. they kind of turn their nose up a little bit at country music. Did you feel that way or, or did you feel like I'm here to learn you know, something else? I already know country music. No, I didn't know country music. I mean, that's the thing, you know, I, I, uh, I agree with that sentiment. Um, and, you know, maybe it's just that, as you know, having gone there, like jazz is maybe a little easier to teach around because there's rules and then you break the rules or whatever. Um, but I did, so the way I kind of ended up deciding to like definitely be an artist and not like work uh, in mechanical royalties or something is I did an internship in between my junior and senior year of college. And I worked for this company called Rights Flow in New York City that was mechanical royalties. And I, um, I worked there that summer and I basically was like, I don't want to do this. Like, this is not, I thought I'd move to New York. Maybe I'd get a job at, um, 
you know, a label or something, I worked my way into the industry and then tell them like, surprise, I'm an artist, you know? And I realized like that that was not going to work for me. I, I, my heart couldn't take it, you know? Um, and so I, I basically was, had completed all of my credits to get a music business degree. And I essentially had a year left of, I could take whatever I wanted to. I just had to have a certain amount of credits. And so right. I, I begged my way into a Pat Patterson songwriting four class. Um, and I had always written songs, you know, since I was like 14 years old. So I knew what I was, I knew loosely how to write songs, but he, I remember the very first class that I took, it was like he reached into my skull and like flipped a, a switch and like the lights came on and I understood like all these things that I was doing like I could, you know, replicate and I could do, and he really taught me how to write a song and like how words come across to a listener. And, um, you know, and I guess that wasn't necessarily country music that we were learning, but it was certainly, you know, uh, if it was singer songwriter, if it was John Mayer, or if it was, you know, Jillian Welch, all that stuff. Like he's he the most Nashville part of Berkeley. He, and he runs, he did you ever go on the Berkeley trip? I, I never, the, uh, I never the, went the on the national it. trip. I mean, the famous national yeah. trip that he runs. I've never, I never went on it as a student, but I've since played a couple of their events, like when they come oh, yeah, to, sure. to town. Um, and that's really fun. And, and, you know, I, I, I hope, you know, someday in the future, I would love to go up to Berkeley and, and, you know, try and get them more on board with, some country music stuff, you know, I feel like there, there's a hole there in their music education. <laughs> totally. Now did Pat, Pat is notorious for making a lot of people upset because he's brutally honest and he gives a lot of mm. criticism. Did you, yep. did he ever make you upset? I mean, looking back, it sounds like you have fond memories, but, but he's, no. he's brutal, man. <laughs> he is brutal. Did you, did you ever take a class with him? I never took a class with him, but, but I know him very well. And, uh, and I've, I have a lot of friends who took classes with him. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I, um, I, I'm sure he was hard on me at times, but like, I cannot express to you like how much I enjoyed that process because like, I just have like a, like writing songs like is, it makes my heart like feel so full. It's such like a fulfilling experience for me. So I would like, I was going to his office hours like every week, just like, hey, I rewrote this. Is this what you meant? You know, so any criticism that he was leveling at me, uh, if it was cruel, I certainly never took it that way because I figured it was all in the service of, uh, of getting better at writing songs, which, you know, was kind of the point of the class. <laughs> Totally. Do you do those morning pages that he obsesses over? I mean, that's um, like his big thing that he always tells everyone to do. Do you do those ever? I did do them for a while. Um, I I've sort of like arrived at my own weird way of, of kind of getting ready to write songs. And, but it's interesting because that knowledge that um, I've gotten, like I still go back and like look at some notes sometimes or I'll remember something. Um, from it you know and put a little I, more furniture in there or he always has these weird things that he says no and i mean <laughs> i i say that twice a week during a write. oh man we gotta put some furniture in this place yeah <laughs> but that was the thing that he said as i when i was talking to you earlier about him flipping the light switch on in my brain 
he goes, all right, you, there's a song. It says, turn down the lights, turn down the bed. He's like, immediately you picture a bedroom. There was a lamp. Which side of the bed was the lamp on? What color was the bedspread? What did the headboard look like? Like when he explained, like, you can say one thing, turn down the lights, turn down the bed, and you can imagine an entire room, you know, and literally all the furniture in it. That was like the moment where I was like, oh my God, like, I get it. This makes so much sense, you know? So, He's undeniable. He's good. I know. He's good. I know. He's good. So, so after Berkeley, I'm assuming mm. you, you went back to Texas and you started mm. touring like crazy. You were doing like 130 shows a year. This is before you had any team, anyone. Were you booking these shows yourself? How, how were you booking I was. these shows? Yeah. You were just picking up the phone, sending emails, anything you could. Uh, yeah, just like, so, so like I have um, notebooks of like, I would write the venue and I would write when I'd emailed them. And then like every Monday, I'm making up what day of the week it was, but it, I had a day of the week where it was like booking Monday and I would go in and say, okay, I emailed this guy. It's been two weeks. I'm going to email him again. You had a gonna, system. There was a system. I had a here. system. And, uh, and I, I think that was so important um, for me to learn how to do all that stuff myself because uh, I mean, I feel very fortunate um, to have help in that in the in those areas now but you know you kind of know what they should be doing at the same time so you know no, nobody's you ever perspective a little empathy yeah and nobody's ever going to care more than you you know and 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 that process for me of starting out going from open mics to playing you know at the local dive bar and then on a monday night and then you do a good job and they ask you to come play on a friday night and they say we're going to give you a percentage of the bar sales you know and then you graduate to getting to open for some regional acts coming through and then like i remember the first time we got to open for uh randy rogers band at the nutty brown amphitheater uh in austin texas and there was like five thousand people there you know when we went on normally a lot of times you open up the show and there's six people there you know they show up late but i mean five thousand people like that was just that was an amazing moment for me because that was like three or four years of work, you know, to get to that point. And it was just such a cool moment, you know, to get there. And then, you know, now you just realize, Oh, you got to do that over and over again. <laughs> you know? Have you had a lot of moments? Like I think the cliche of Berkeley is that everyone's a big fish in a small mm. pond in their hometown. And then they get to Berkeley and they realize, Oh my God, I'm trash. I mean, I'm assuming, you know, you grew up playing music, you get to Berkeley, you got this feeling of, oh my God, I'm trash because everyone here is so much better than me. Because I think everyone feels that way. And then you move yeah. to Texas and you, you know, you're at the top of Berkeley, you move to Texas, then you start to get to the top of Texas and then you move to Nashville and you're starting all over again. Are you constantly kind of juggling that feeling of like, I, I'm a big fish in a small pond, I'm conquering that pond and now I'm moving to another pond and I have to start all over? Yeah, um, I, I definitely see what you're saying. And it it does feel like wow am i like punishing myself here by constantly <laughs> starting over but i i don't think i ever thought about it that way particularly the decision for me to move to nashville was um from from a songwriting perspective like i had just been writing by myself so much and getting to co-write in nashville i, I realized like 
man, that is like, I'm learn. I always want to be learning, you know, um, and I want to be growing. And I knew that if I came to Nashville, like, particularly as a songwriter, like those opportunities were going to be um, greater than what they would have been had I just stayed in Dallas. And, and I had been taking some trips up to Nashville and I was like, I just felt like, man, I got to move here. Like, I can't, I, I can't just keep having one foot in here and one foot in here. Like, I got I to gotta go all the way in. And uh, I remember when I moved, you know, I didn't, um, I certainly had hopes of like getting a record deal and going to radio and stuff like that, but you never know uh, how it's going to pan out, if you will. So for that to, for it to have gone the way it has gone has been it's been awesome. Like, it's like, it doesn't feel real sometimes. <laughs> it, does this feel like, cause, okay. So you, this is your first song hung up yeah. on you gang shipped to radio. That is does correct. this feel, because I was watching some videos of young Troy last night. Oh no. I was watching somewhere. You were in a, a an office in Texas of something like cluttered desk interviewers called something like that. Oh, the cluttered corner, the cluttered Katie, corner. This is uh, Katie this was, Key, I believe. This was cracking me up. I, lo I love this video. That dude, what seemed like he had it made in a good way, but it took, I, I guess, five years to be here now where your first single is shipping to radio. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like, I mean, if that kid knew he was, the single was getting shipped to radio, is that like huge, wouldn't, right? I mean, wouldn't believe it. Wouldn't, wouldn't believe, it. believe it. No. I mean, I have like, uh, you know, I just have like, th you know, you write down like goals you want to achieve and I'll be looking for something else and I'll come across like from 2016, like some goals I had. And I think in 2017, one was like, you know, talk to uh, an A&R person at a record label, you know, like that was, that was like, that was making it to me, you know, just having a conversation and to be here, like, you know, going from the kid who was, riding around in the back of my mom's minivan, listening to Third Eye Blind with my headphones, like rocking out with my eyes closed to, uh, to getting to do that in real life, you know, and go to radio. And um, I have, you know, at some point, I guess I'll be driving around and my song will come on in the, on the radio. And I don't even know what that will feel like, you know? I mean, I'm sure it'll feel pretty awesome, but like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's literally a dream coming true, so it feels pretty wild. <laughs> Unbelievable. The new song, Hung Up On You, I, lo I love the song. I love the chorus. I love that kind of, there, I, I guess it would be the pre-chorus, that kind of like, da-da-da, da-da-da, deja sure. vu. I like that. I mean, is that like, were you kind of thinking about that rhythmically, that part, or like, were you trying to get a feeling or a flow there? Because that, that feels like a big flow. I don't sure. know what you call that. It feels good, though. It, it does feel good. And, and, you know, what I, what I've always kind of liked about this song was I wrote it with um, this husband and wife duo, Solomon and Lauren Olds at like, none of us knew the country formula necessarily. We we're just trying to write a song that was fun and catchy and that seemed true, you know, and um, that's like, I, I think writing songs in general is is uh, throwing darts at the board, you know, and hoping you hit a bullseye 
every once in a while and there's just some sort of uh like magic and or like magic in the dna of the song that has allowed it to just constantly kind of surprise me honestly with its with its success i never want to be surprised but you know you you write hundreds of songs and some of them the maybe the best song you've ever written does nothing and a song that you thought well i don't know about this one takes off and I, with hung up on you i always kind of had a feeling that it was special but it's cool to see that sort of um you know be born out over over the last year that it's been out you know people really seem to gravitate so that's a great thing absolutely well i know we have only 20 minutes i feel like we could have done two of these Troy, yeah. thanks for taking the time buddy can't hey, wait to hear the song you, on the radio and um yeah. and i can't wait to see where where it goes because i, I yeah. know it's just getting started oh, man thank you and yeah we'll have to do this again sometime. i'd love to talk to you more about your experience at berkeley and, and all that stuff i'll so, tell you all about it no yeah, it's great i, I had it. a great time there That's <laughs> and great. i like being awesome. in boston it was a fun it was a fun city to be in right yeah it was town. the best it was the best you know it, it's weird because everyone leaves after everyone college, leaves right i felt like so i haven't i haven't been back and i i don't think i have many i'd I love to see a couple in, professors but yeah i went back in august last year for a radio event actually and then oh wow um, and then i was like oh i'm gonna go to i'm gonna go to the back bay and do all the stuff and i never went i didn't have time and i don't know if you saw but the poorhouse closed closed i know that we used to always go to the poorhouse that was the place that, we'd always go to. that kept me afloat you know i, I mean, know the, the five dollars the there <laughs> uh, and now it's gone so i feel a bit foolish but you know maybe some of those things are better left as a uh, as a snapshot in time you know <laughs> i would love to see a, a show at the house of blues and i would love to go to dumpling yes. palace i don't know if that was there back then but dumpling palace are the best chinese food that's all that's all i want to do that's it <laughs> yeah i i'm with you i'm with you 100 percent. so um you know i'm sure you know if all goes well one day we can make those dreams come true again you know <laughs> returning to boston that's the that's, right. that's the dream in a global pandemic i love it that's right well stay right, well man. buddy and i'll be listening for the song and, and talk awesome. to you soon you're the best all right i'll talk to you soon see you Zach. there you have it episode 35 thanks to troy for coming on to the show thanks to y'all for listening really appreciate it check this song out hung up on you this is country radio november 16th check it out on spotify now it's already out give this thing a listen this is a fun track i think you're i think you're gonna like it hung up on you troy cartwright check it out the zach kuhn show is mixed by sam Heyman, and our theme music is by justin johnson if you want more content from us you can subscribe to my newsletter at nashvillebriefing.com or you can follow us on socials everything at nashville briefing you can follow me on instagram at Zach Kuhn Official. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye.